Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? there this is uh, did you america season three episode forgotten already he's jeremy hoffman i'm ian canfield here we go it's an exciting time for football oh we are two weeks away now let me ask you this jeremy hoffman he's the american by the way could you tell no uh, so this is why i uh, bow to your superior knowledge on whisper it american football i'm actually from antarctica um is the run-up to the super bowl normally as exciting as the last couple of weekends of games have been i feel like the 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 way the games were played out and the teams that played them and the scores and you know how the rams bounce back and the fact that one of the underdogs in the playoffs is now going to the super bowl like it feels to me as a as a sort of an outsider and a casual observer of whisper it american football that the 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 run-up to the super bowl this year has been a lot more exciting than uh recent years yeah yeah, I mean, last week I I went ahead and made the claim that it was the greatest weekend in NFL history. I think after between all the close games the first week, what happened last week, and now two more games that came down, <clears throat> excuse me, to a field goal in the mm. end. I mean, this might be the greatest NFL playoffs in history to this point. I mean, every single game has been so exciting. Like you're not seeing the favorites get in there. I mean, the teams that everyone expected, all the teams that everyone plugged into the Super Bowl week one, all the way through the end of the season, all the way through the playoffs up until this week are mm. not in it. Mm. So I think uh, I think there's a lot of reason for people to be excited. At the same time, like because there's no Tom Brady, there's no Aaron Rodgers, there's no Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys, you know, these these big storyline built in, you know, storylines throughout the year teams. Um, I think like this week might be a little slow. We're like, you know, normally there's like a two week build to the Super Bowl mm. and like it's it gets ramped up and there's all these storylines. I think you're gonna kind of see more like next week is when people really start getting but, ramped up but, but, into but it. But from that point of view, I remember, you know, previous years, uh, the, the two weeks uh, leading up to the Super Bowl was normally a lot of, oh, Tom Brady again. <laughs> right. yeah. So surely everyone should be applauding the fact that uh, the the same old names that people started to just be like, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to bother watching this year about aren't in it. So that, that makes it more attractive or no? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, when my team's not in it, which as we've discussed, being a Cowboys fan has been quite a lot in recent years, I, uh, I tend to just say I want to see the best teams, the best players, you know, uh, for me, like, I never understand why people hate on in football Tom Brady, for instance, mm. or in basketball LeBron James. I want to see the best. Yeah. I think I want in my generation the person who's the number one guy to be the number one guy of all time. You know, that's a cool thing. So I I always want to see the best person. So going into yesterday's games, you know, I wanted the game, I wanted the Super Bowl to be Chiefs versus the Rams because Patrick Mahomes is probably the best young quarterback in the game. The Rams have, I mean, just destroyed any chance of a future of a franchise just by basically getting all these players just for this year. Right. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not disappointed that the Chiefs aren't in there. I think it's still going to be an awesome game. The Bengals have a lot of really good players too. But, you know, I think I think when you have that star power, it really helps the, uh, uh, the, the casual fan as opposed to like the diehard football fan. You know, most... Most casual fans probably couldn't tell you one thing about the Bengals. Mm. They're like, you mean the girl band from the 80s? Let's do it. My eternal flame, <laughs> close your eyes. They're like, wait, so they're going to play the halftime show with all the rappers. But like, who oh, are the Rams playing? Oh, imagine if, uh, yeah, Eminem just brings out the Bengals. And they, they should start doing do that. A little hazy shade of winter. <laughs> I'm sure there's also a band for the Rams. <laughs> what a Ram great jam. move are you listening yes are you listening dr dre <laughs> suddenly we just started consulting see here's the thing i've said this about this halftime show you get snoop dogg and eminem out there playing songs from their first two albums unedited you think like we haven't finished with the cancellations my god but suddenly like you know like fucking bitch fuck fuck ass fuck 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 fuck, fuck bitch ho bitch ho drug 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 killer 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 i'm loving Close this super bowl <laughs> give me a sign baby yeah that's when they bring do out do you feel my heart beating and Snoop Dogg's just there with a massive fucking gun right with his with his with his legs spread over the fucking dog kennel as if he's about to butt fuck some hoe the, the uh, I, uh by the way I'm just quoting what the songs say we, we've talked about how like you know, Snoop Dogg is now this great businessman has kind of destroyed the image of what he once was. So no one really talks about, you know, the gangster rap and the, the criminal history in his younger life. But apparently there is one person left on this world thinking about it because I saw a story in the New York Post over yeah. the weekend that was like, Snoop Dogg playing the halftime show just keeps getting worse. And it was just basically like <laughs> this this writer be like, he's done this and that and was accused of this. It's like, yeah, that was 20 years ago. Have you seen what he's done with Martha Stewart? Meanwhile, from 20 years ago, the Bangles! <laughs> okay, now I think this might be a new feature on the, uh, on the podcast because uh, related to um, the Super Bowl, um, I saw a tweet yesterday and uh, it's about football, right? Okay. Now, I don't understand what this tweet means. I think it might be funny. So here's my thinking with reading out a tweet that I think I'm getting a sense might be funny, but I don't actually understand what it means. I, I, we need like some sort of snappy name if this was to become a regular feature on the podcast because I feel like what I'm doing here is what a huge percentage of the world's population do where they just read something on Twitter so they don't really understand and go, yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> okay, so tell us what OJ said. <laughs> no, if it's not, I, listen, if it's OJ, I always give credit to the author. It's his burner account. <laughs> Just a knife as the, the picture. Uh-huh. What's your joke on the, uh, I've ruined it now by, by saying that. <laughs> it was a joke. Did uh, I do a radio show, if you don't know, and sometimes Jeremy goes, oh, you should say, like, blah, 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 if it's, like, a sporting thing. I'm like, hey, Jeremy, I think I've got a funny idea, but I don't really understand it because it's sport. Can you help me? And what was your, the, the was the thing about the, uh, the, um, the NBC logo looked like, uh, like some Game oh, of Thrones shit. thing, was it? It was, but now I totally forgot what the joke was. See, this is the worst part, is you tell me something that I just, like, as a stoner, threw off half-assedly, and then you expect me to remember Here it. Here comes the punchline. 
I thought the NFL were trying to distance themselves from OJ. <laughs> and if you were offended by that, close your eyes, give me a sign. I would just love it if the Bengals took, right? <laughs> <laughs> just like Snoop Dogg and Eminem play the most offensive songs from their early career, right? Yeah. And then they go, but we've got the bangles. <laughs> Never mind all this woman hatred. The bangles. <laughs> all right, back to my idea for a new feature. All right, so this is the new feature, which doesn't have a name yet because I just it just occurred to me it could be a new feature. I read something on Twitter I don't understand, but go yeah that like like the like the rest <laughs> I of agree. The, yeah like the rest of the world. So I think this is funny. I'll read the joke and you will then translate it. Okay. Right? And if this is the most offensive thing I've ever said on this podcast, I can't believe that would be the case. But if it is the most offensive thing I've ever said on this podcast I'm going to preface this by saying I don't understand what I'm about to read <laughs> right. right good disclaimer okay so this was after the playoff games yesterday someone tweeted I think it's nice the Bengals are giving Andy Reid some time off to visit his son in prison oh my god <laughs> that's so <laughs> okay A funny definitely funny dark dark humor for sure um, <laughs> right so all right, let's backtrack. So Andy Reid has been in the NFL for like Oh, I know who decades. he is. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with his work. He is loved. He's this great, nice guy. He has two kids, or he had two kids. And they can only be described as enormous fuck-ups. Okay. Like, like, if you look at my family tree and you see all the success that's happened, like... With parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts and cousins. And then you see me and my brother. You can't help but be like, oh, God, what happened to that family? We make the Reed kids, like, they make us look like fucking saints. So, one of them... Was he friends with Snoop Dogg 20 years ago? Might as well have been, because one of them spent some time in jail uh, when he was the coach of the Eagles and then tragically died of an overdose after, like, he had gotten better for a few years. But then there was the other brother... Joke's becoming less funny, everybody. Well, like I said, dark, but... If if you say something like, I'm just going to really regret it, I'm just going to break out too. What's my motherfucking name, Snoop (laughs) Dogg? Luckily, the one to feel bad about has been dead for like a decade now. So So it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Now, there was the other son, though, and he seemed like he was on the right track because he was coaching for the uh, Chiefs for a little bit and was actually one of the assistant coaches when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago. And then I think it was like a day later, got drunk and like ran into a car and like severely injured two kids. Oh, okay. Joke's getting even less funny. Well, now, you know. Oh God, there's more? (laughs) God, it's worse than I thought. You know, now they're saying like how good, you know, Andy Reid, he he has this stressful life. Like he can now go visit his son. No, I get the joke now you've... <laughs> well, he didn't understand so it he can before. Go visit, he can go visit. Let that, me go that back. Joke, that so, joke back be... in 2004. <laughs> that joke can be, he can now go visit his son, depending on which son, in jail or the graveyard. I mean, it's not even factual. The kid's not in jail. He's awaiting trial. That happens in <laughs> April. But that's not what the internet's about. Okay, so the, 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 the Reed family haven't really turned their life around like Snoop Dogg. Is that yeah, what you're right. saying? 
there's no I mean, Martha Stewart this, yeah, in their life. Martha Maybe they'll meet him in jail, though. Where's Martha Stewart when you need her? <laughs> right? Exactly. Close your eyes. Uh, all right. One other thing on uh, football. Um, what's the deal with this uh, this Tom Brady story? I, so we live in DFW, and up until uh, Sunday when it was confirmed who was going to go at the Super Bowl, the only alerts that were coming through on my phone, and I get a lot of news alerts on my phone because, you know, I have to know to some degree what's going on to do to do a daily radio show. And it was either, oh my God, there's snow coming to Dallas and last time this happened, we had no power for a week. And oh my God, Tom Brady's retiring. It was just like ping, 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 <laughs> ping, 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 ping. Um, so, um, but by the way, for those people who listen to this podcast who are locally based in uh, Texas, uh, Jeremy and I both work in a big media company that employs some meteorologists, and they are actually um, they are sending out as many tweets right now to reassure the people of DFW that there's not going to be a, a freeze with like a ridiculous amount of snow and the power going out. They you are, know what's they- scary about that? What our weatherman is always wrong. <laughs> Well, the only way to fathom this out to see if the if because if you don't trust the weather people, just go, is Ted Cruz still here? If, <laughs> if he's already gone to Cancun, someone we're, check the we're, yeah, yeah, we're probably in trouble. Is he on Twitter? Can someone message Ted Cruz and say, "Did you manage to cancel your Cancun Airbnb for February?" The yes or no answer determines whether or not we're going to have some treacherous weather this week in Texas. He's like, "Jokes on y'all! I'm in Puerto Vallarta." <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first thing the the weather in uh, texas the other thing was uh, oh my god tom brady's retiring oh no he's not oh he might be and now so it seems to me that so, that, so it's like it's almost like espn broke this story and now it doesn't seem to be true but they don't want to admit they got it wrong right no here's the best part so if you're a sports fan there's usually two camps of people there's either people who live by every single word ESPN has ever said and just call that fact or the people who despise ESPN think they're totally ruining sports and just don't listen to them at all it's like the two camps of people one are waiting for the song about how much Eminem wants to murder his ex-wife right. and the <laughs> other camp are waiting for close your eyes give me a set right call me crazy I'm more of a stand guy anyways they I, I'll admit, I actually am a very big fan of ESPN, especially if they're hiring. But the... I thought you were going to say, especially if they're high. Well, no, they're always high. <laughs> you can tell by the reporting that they just did. They they generally get stuff right because, because they're the biggest company. Anytime there's like a competitive writer or analyst or reporter, they always just steal them and hire them to right, work at ESPN right. so they get all the inside information. So usually, they're the ones that break the news. Yeah. But every once in a while, they butcher something. And usually, when they butcher something, they find a way to make it seem like they didn't actually get anything wrong. So they reported this story. They said, Tom Brady's retiring. Then every single player and every single fan and everyone who's ever been involved in sports whatsoever went to their social media pages if someone died and to be a part of the story and get clicks on their own pages. They went ahead and had to make a post honoring Tom Brady because apparently he's going to see all these posts and then call these people individually and be like, oh my God, thank you so much. Your words mean so much to me about my career. Thank you. Yeah. Anyways. Hey, have some TB12 meal prep. Yeah, exactly. They uh, So then it started coming out that I guess 
Tom Brady's dad started Tom calling. Brady's dead? No, no, his dad, his oh, father. Okay. Oh, don't scare me like that. Hey, ESPN, have you heard Tom Brady's dead? <laughs> Break that. Yeah, for real. That's next. They, uh, so his dad, his father, his The Bengals are going to do a great tribute <laughs> at halftime. Eternal Flame's the perfect wait, song. Wait, the team or the ba- Oh, wait, Ben, okay. <laughs> I say, are they also part marching band? <laughs> no, they're on backing vocals. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Screw halftime, no rest. Joe Burrow, get up there and sing your ass off. Okay, so Tom, Tom Brady, Brady's Tom Brady, still parents, alive. Yes. Started calling all these, you know, uh, new radio stations and whatnot, being like, this isn't true. Tommy ain't going anywhere. Oh. Now it's people have kind of, through understanding his contract, have seen that. I guess he earns $15 million. Bonus, right? Right, if he stays on past a certain date after the Super Bowl. And ESPN, while all this was going on, at no point backtracked, took away the story. They just kept it up there. So Tom Brady's retiring and, you know, basically doubled down on their stances. Like, he knows the NFL calendar. He's doing, he knows the right time, but it's coming. Mm. Now, here's my theory. Tom Brady... As we've learned in the last three or four years, it was end with the Patriots and the last couple of years with the Buccaneers. Mm. He's very spiteful. Mm. He he doesn't like people telling him like you're not the goat or you know like Bill Belichick is the reason you're winning or you can't win in Tampa Bay or you probably shouldn't bring Antonio Brown. Okay, he was probably right about the Antonio Brown thing, but <laughs> they, they, uh, you know he he has this way of always. I mean, not to be that guy, but proving everyone wrong right, because right, he's right. the GOAT. I think he's not going to retire. I think he's going to do one last revenge. This time, it's going to be against ESPN. He's going to return, and he's going to return for another year and win MVP and win the Super Bowl just to make ESPN look dumb for saying he was retiring. <laughs> so up, up until up until this point, you think he might have been uh, bailing. Oh, I think he was, he was retiring. bailing at the end of the week once he got his $15 million, but now he's going to be like, you know what, one more. No, you don't understand. He was absolutely retiring. He told one person probably, and it was the wrong person, who immediately... Oh leaked it to ESPN and to get revenge he's gonna say never mind it wasn't about the 15 Belichick's million like, I've still money. got everything bugged you know you right, can't say yeah. anything Belichick was the one <laughs> right see revenge <laughs> yeah he's coming back alright we'll see and how many um how many annoying celebrities are going to be at the uh, Super Bowl now? I feel like the, the, the you know, I said that, that now you haven't got the regular players uh, and teams that everyone bitches about. The new bitch for this Super Bowl is not going to be the people that are playing in it. It's going to be the Hollywood elite that are watching it. People that never went to any Rams games ever suddenly are all going to be in that stadium in two weekends' time. I mean, that's the worst part about the Super Bowl being in LA because it's already like, you know, not one Bengals all- fan can afford a no ticket at this point no because. Katy Perry wants to go. No one can afford to go to Rams games anyways. Like, it's literally one of the most expensive tickets you get, which is a big reason of why in every playoff game, they've had less of their fans than the yeah. other team's fans. But, I say this, I'm going to throw in a, a little uh, little C-list celebrity reference, people that I'm friends with. And I, I saw this on Sunday when they posted on uh, on Instagram. And my thought was like, good for you getting ahead of all that, that Hollywood elite who are all going to suddenly want to go to the Super Bowl. Geezer Butler, basically, player with Black Sabbath, who I don't know very well, but I'm very good friends with his wife. One time we all had breakfast and I made reference to the fact that I always text her before a certain time because I know that she goes to bed by 9pm and she's up at 5am. Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath looked at me and went, how do you know my wife's bedtime habits so well? 
<laughs> I said, oh, that sounded wrong, didn't it? As I put a massive sausage in my mouth. <laughs> We always, she always used to take me to a, a, an English breakfast place in Hollywood that did good. She's like, Ian, I know you like sausage. I've got the best sausage. I, I said, geezer, you should hear the conversations either with your wife when you're not here about sausage. I was going to say, what type of sausage are you she putting feeds in your mouth me, this meal? She feeds me the best sausage. <laughs> How's your sausage, geezer? Wait, I so said, was... Anyway, though, my point I'm is... Saying, was he so, yeah, the no, game? they went, they went. They they were they posted... Um, <clears throat> oh, so they weren't one of the fans that they showed on TV is like the big celebrities that are I can't here. imagine that... If, you know, if it was Aussie, then yes. I can't imagine... It was like the, James I can't, Corden. I, I can't, yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so geezer butler, bassist from Black Sabbath, in case you don't know who he is. Is. his wife was like why are we not on the jumbotron fuck this i'm gonna put a picture <laughs> to like my 200 followers on instagram and go look i'm married to the bassist from black sabbath we're and, here and we but 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 i was gonna say like it's like a bit of credit to them at least they went like and i don't know if they go to other games but, but i haven't noticed in the past but and this is obviously you know before they were definitely going to the super bowl but i was sort of like oh good or good for you because if you are jumping on the bandwagon with this at least you're jumping it slightly earlier than all the people who are going to be doing it in two weeks time right of course all right that's and, why it'll be cool to do it they're ahead of the curve yeah and but i tell you this i know that stage Stadiums like super duper and it's got all the facilities and that's why it costs a fortune to go there for the it's no jerry world bet they don't have the great sausage they, that they gloria likes have... she appreciates a good sausage <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to say they may have a uh, a screen that wraps around the whole stadium right but there's only one sports mecca and that's in arlington texas okay there you go all right all right, we'll be back in uh, part two for a uh, little Song of the Week update. Uh, maybe some uh, Janet Jackson uh, chit-chat. Flying cars have arrived, and uh, there's a little update on the Spotify situation. By the way, if anyone can name a Nils Lofgren song, stand by, because I'd like to hear from you during part two. You've been warned. All right, let's do uh, part two of Did You America last week. Uh, the song of the week choices were Every Shade of Blue by The Head and the Heart. New York producer went with that one, 2% of the vote. Uh, Jeremy's choice was Chocolate Hills by Karungbin. Got it. Yeah. And Leon Bridges, 3% of the vote. Crushing it. Take that, New York producer. Thanks to uh, Papa Roach for giving us a retweet, which explains why their new song, Stand Up, got uh, 95% of the vote. Well done, Papa Roach. Yeah. I'll, I'll beat him next time. Um, Probably not. By the way, um, last uh, week when we were uh, setting up Song of the Week, uh, also uh, paying tribute to Meatloaf, I recounted the time that uh, Papa Roach and uh, myself were in a restaurant and asked to uh, keep it down because we were singing Meatloaf songs very loudly. You'll remember, of course, being me, not one of the hits, I prefer to sing the song California Ain't Big Enough for me because it's got the lyric, I can barely fit my dick in my pants. I just want to let you know, and I don't know if this is coincidence, I might be about to spread fake news, but uh, after we recorded that podcast last week, I thought, you know what I fancy listening to this evening? I can barely fit my dick in 
my pants. So I went onto Spotify and that Meatloaf album is not there. And I suddenly thought to myself, was he doing a Neil Young before Neil Young? The COVID got him and suddenly he was like, oh my God, I bought into all of this misinformation and it's killing me. I want all of my stuff taken off of Spotify. But he only got as far as that one album and then croaked. It's either that or you've been Mandela affected and that song and album just do not exist. <laughs> also, did you see the random meatloaf news? I was just in the steak restaurant singing about how I wanted dick in my pants. And, <laughs> and over time, I've convinced myself that we were singing a meatloaf song. Did you see that meatloaf? I guess he went on that show Ghost Hunters a lot. I guess like his final appearance, they're going to air like his last appearance on the show. Oh, I wasn't aware yeah, of this. Yeah, no. so I saw a bunch of headlines where it was like, Meatloaf's final appearance on Ghost Hunters to air next month. I, How do they know it's going to be his final appearance? What if he shows up as a ghost and haunts them? I, they shouldn't tease that. They should be like, this is his second to last appearance. Next week, we find him as a ghost. <laughs> That's a good they point. They could do a whole spinoff. I, um, I, I, I've I never watched any of those shows in full, but I've seen- Because ghosts aren't real and you don't need to waste your time with it? Well, that, and but I've seen the I've seen the clips of them. Aren't they generally people that are quietly walking around the darkened areas? Like, isn't that sort of the idea that like if the ghosts are there, you have to almost- uh, coax them into the room how the fuck's that gonna happen with meatloaf like booming around like he's the loudest person like the generally even as a ghost he doesn't quite flow do do, do you know oh my god they'll be like like this like they'll be telling you that there is a ghost it's meatloaf's ghost because they've just gone somewhere where there's like a massive thunderstorm they're like no 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 that's him he hasn't quite got the floating thing down he's like the ghostbusters ghost when he goes into like the marshmallow mode that's meatloaf just in regular ghost life yeah yeah i know i was not aware that uh he was uh yeah, his second to last appearance he's coming making, up. making a comeback on ghost hunters just wait till it's th- the first comeback you're right exactly <laughs> yeah all right um so this week three new songs for you to choose from and i am going with the new one by shinedown which is called planet zero i'm going with love letters from a red roof inn by saint paul and the broken bones mccartney what? He's uh, Saint Paul. No, not Sir Paul. Oh, sorry, Saint I got confused. Paul. Okay, yeah, like right. religion, not oh, not uh, the dome in London. That's Saint England? Paul. Yeah, that's was the that place. made a record. If this was Sir Paul, it'd probably be a lot better of a song. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> oh, even I though I do really love this. I band, don't know about that now. If they were, to, yeah, but like old Paul. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. the one before if he died was, and they replaced him it, with the fake oh, Paul. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that Paul was way better. Oh, he's so I mean, good. That's been the problem. This I mean, Paul's I, a big pussy. I thought when I watched him sing "Really Out of Tune" on that "Together at Home," the acoustic thing when the COVID was at its height and all the A-listers were performing at home, I was like, "Damn, man!" If this was the original Paul and not the one replace the dead one this performance would have been so better I mean Elton's got no excuse he just forgot to put his teeth in that's why his performance sounded so badly but but, but uh, uh, okay uh, New York producers going with uh, Keep It Up by Rex Orange County did you manage to keep track of those three songs no okay well in that case I'll repeat them uh, Planet Zero by Shinedown my choice uh, Jeremy's choice Love Letter from a Red Roof in in yeah, it's like, oh, a, it's like writ- a chain. I've of- written it wrong. I've written it as love letter from a red roof in St. Paul, as if it's about oh, it's St. Paul's cathedral. Paul. They put the whole red roof in inside of St. Paul? Right, yeah, the cathedral in oh. London. No, you know about that? Of course you, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> London's in England. What is 
England. Okay. Don't worry, we'll take all this out in the edit. <laughs> so if you're confused, I'm confused. Okay. You just say, song I, is... my, my song is Planet Zero by, we haven't even said New York producer's <laughs> song yet. Gotta go. It's all over. I'm go, I've, I've got to, I'm like Neil Young. I'm switching to, I'm switching to Apple and I want to see if they've got, I can barely fit my dick in my pants. We're not even going to have time to tell them about my strip club weekend at this point. <laughs> can you imagine if I'm like, you know, I called up Spotify, said so I'm cancelling. And they went, oh my God, is it the Neil Young protest? No, you haven't got the I Can Barely Fit My Dick In My Pants song by Meatloaf. And I just can't pay tribute to him well enough without it. New protest. And then they're like, with too many protests, get rid of Joe Rogan. Yeah, the... <laughs> it wasn't their protest, it was our protest. Joe, Joe Rogan is going to make a second... By the way, we'll finish Song of the Week in a minute. Um, Joe Rogan's going to make a second pro, uh, second statement and go, okay, actually, I'm severing my deal with Spotify. I've just discovered they don't have the Hankel Teddy Bear album by Meatloaf. And, uh, and, and you know, people can't listen to my views and then I can barely fit my dick in my pants. Also, COVID isn't real. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> All right. My song is Planet Zero by Shinedown. Jeremy's song is... Love Letters from a Red Roof Inn by St. Paul and the Broken Bones. And uh, New York producers are choosing the new one by Rex Orange County, which is called Keep It Up. Um, I'm going to put a poll on my Twitter. You can vote for the next week, and the poll will be at Ian Camfield on Twitter. Right, so um, this is where we're at with the... um, uh, Joe Rogan, Neil Young, Spotify controversy. Um, I have to say, of course, it's it, it's it's all been uh, very politicized. But my favorite uh, response to it so far was a meme that said, um, "Yoko Ono has threatened to put her songs on Spotify <laughs> if Spotify don't remove Joe Rogan." I like it. That's going to be that. Screw our protest. That's going to be the thing that makes them take off Joe. Take off uh, whatever. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Have I ever um, told you about the time uh, I was on the radio in the UK? And I can't remember why it came up, but I I, I was talking about how. Yoko Ono's music is absolutely unlistenable and I got a tweet from the actual because with the blue tick boy George oh wow threatening me oh yeah that makes sense um hey why are you having to go at uh Yoko Ono so we got got into a like a little bit of a back and forth and in the end I decided that you guys went on a date and became best friends I couldn't win this bitch slapping fest yeah, that, it no. t- that it turned into like I don't know by the way boy George I don't know if I mentioned this last week the best tribute to Meatloaf his tweet about Meatloaf when Meatloaf you passed away this. okay his, so everyone was like oh it's so sad Meatloaf was great bad out of hell Jim Steinman I can barely fit my dick in my pants blah 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 blah. <laughs> boy George's uh, tweet was uh, sad news about Meatloaf <laughs> he <laughs> He once turned me upside down in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I, like, I want details, but I feel like in honor of Meatloaf, we shouldn't know details. Yeah, I, yeah, it was. Uh, no, you know what? You don't need anything more than that. That was, you know, th- that was that also kind of like Boy George could have given us more, but he was harking back to the grand old days of Twitter when there was only 140 characters, and that would have been all you could have said. Like, leave them wanting more. Then he was like, "Oh, why cancel the dad?" <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, 
Yes. Yeah, so anyway, so uh, if, George, if you're listening, all fine with Yoko Ono. It's just a funny meme. <laughs> but what I do find amusing is, so, you know, Neil Young's being very Neil Young about it. Joni Mitchell's being very Joni Mitchell about it. I'm about to be very Ian Canfield about it because my reaction once Joni Mitchell was like, well, I want my songs released as well, taken off Spotify as well. I was just, oh, so every millionaire socialist is going to jump in on this. <laughs> but then that wasn't the case because then Nils Lofgren, hands up. Who knows who Nils Lofgren is? Anybody? Anybody at all? Nils Lofgren said, well, I want my songs removed as well. Now, Nils Lofgren is in the E Street Band, right? Right. I was going to say, does that mean like those two albums when Steven Van Zandt left and they brought in Nils Lofgren and I'm pretty sure has songs that no one actually listens to? Will they just like remove the guitar parts from those songs? Because you know Bruce. Bruce ain't removing shit. No, 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 no. Also... He probably doesn't even know this is going on because he's too busy looking at how much money's coming in from having sold his back catalogue for $550 million while sitting with uh, President Obama going, we're just blue-collar guys, <laughs> me, you and I. We're just, we're just like every yeah. other one who's working class you know what's the best? on their podcast. You know what's the best part about these artists who are removing their songs or the ones who have been vocal about it? And again, like a lot of them are musicians that I actually really do like, but mm. they're also the type of musicians that get really like angry and upset about sound quality and like the business of music or like I want all my records heard on vinyl right. and they're the artists who like today's audience aren't on Spotify because they've now been brainwashed by these artists to only listen to their records on vinyl mm-hmm. so like and again I talked about this last week you said this is Neil Young's doing very Neil Young things. Neil Young is not doing very Neil Young things. Neil Young has turned this into a business. He literally started promoting a four month free subscription to Amazon Music. That's and true. is currently promoting a, his own Sirius XM channel. Oh. Why do you think he wanted his music off Spotify? Because they haven't got, I can barely fit my dick in my pants. Because pads. he got an extra that and because he got an extra million out of these other companies by saying, yeah, I'll give you the exclusive rights to my music yeah no there, there is that side of it um, i'm on to you neil well but there, but no but that Old is man i am looking at your life <laughs> yeah what happened to rocking in the free world neil <laughs> like is it are you gonna update you know how when uh you know when princess diana died uh, elton updated candle in the wind right are we gonna get yeah, a, I know uh, these things. the uh yeah that 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 happened so neil young when he calls is the death of spotify not that elton john calls the death of princess diana Although I have often thought, if you look at Elton John's career trajectory around, by the way, this is a tangent. If you look at Elton John's career trajectory around that time, he was definitely like on the way down and and, and, has, and has peaked since. And if you buy into the conspiracy theory that someone killed Princess Diana, you're looking at like, well, is it some sort of like elite group of people with loads of money? Was there some sort of terrorism involved? Was it the Queen? Did Elton really need to hit that badly that, it, like, <laughs> that, he, that he thought? while I could just redo Candle in the Winds. That's my new favorite theory. Elton definitely killed that bitch. (laughs) So if uh, Neil Young... Uh, if Neil Young kills Spotify in the same way that Elton killed Princess Diana... I listen to Spotify in tunnels all the time. I'm joking. Um... 
then, um, you know, does he get to redo uh, Rocking in the Free World, but only if you agree with what I'm saying? Because right. that's basically where we're at now, right? Rocking on the Free World if you agree to these terms and services. <laughs> right. If you agree to the terms and services and all of my opinions. Right. You can't have you can't have a different opinion because that I don't, we, we, we can't abide that. I did think... Now, here's the thing. I, I, with Joe Rogan, I... Um, I guess I probably like you know I'm vaccinated. I've, I, if people don't want to get vaccinated, that's down to them. But you know I'm certainly you know not anti-vax uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm guessing I probably don't side with Joe Rogan on that issue. And I I haven't listened to a Joe Rogan um, podcast ever. But equally, I think well you should be allowed to do his podcast and interview who he wants and, 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 and do that. I don't think you should shut him down because of that. Agreed. I Look, I, I like Joe Rogan. I was a fan of his stand-up early in his career. I, I, there, I do occasionally listen to his podcast if like it becomes a big news story or if it is a person I like. But generally, I, I don't want... He, he just has these three-hour-long conversations with these people that they're way too long. A lot of times, like... It's not even really like questions or like thoughtful responses. Like he just kind of like asks them something about them their life and lets them go on these like unimportant tangents for twenty minutes. And then sometimes they'll be like, "Oh wait, check out this video," and they'll like react to the video. And it's all good and great and fun, but like I don't necessarily call that like and the greatest form of entertainment like most people do. That being said, he he gets a lot of hate because in these three hour discussions. He'll sometimes like react to something and just have like a throwaway comment, like, "Oh yeah, well that's why they say this about the vaccine," and then the media will pick that right, up right, and be like, right, right, he's right. So, "So like he, he in his mind, he's not saying these extreme, extremely anti-vaccine things. He's just showing opinion. He even came out and he." did like a 10 minute message which was very un Joe Rogan he's not one to normally apologize but you can tell Spotify was like dude we're gonna have to take you off our platform because we're about to lose Foo Fighters please say something is that gonna happen though I not feel anymore like... because he said something oh right right and now right, it's right, all right. forgiven because he said they're gonna put a disclaimer on controversial episodes right right well I, but again if, is that not a good you know let him have his podcast put a disclaimer on it saying that there's things that you know people might might disagree with and, and get well, on agreed. with it. Yeah, that's what most people should do. But again, eventually he's going to say something else and people are going to get equally mad. But what people need to realize is if you're going to get mad at what he says, you should at least listen to the whole three-hour boring interview and make sure that what he's saying is actually controversial. Right, yes. Because sometimes it is. Right. Sometimes it is. But also you're giving me the vibe that he often isn't... Uh, he's often high and when you're high you just say I've never known anything I say on this podcast every time I leave here I'm like oh my god when is New York producer going to post this I have to review it to make sure I didn't say anything horrible and then I review it I'm like what did I say because I immediately forget it because when I listen I'm high I will say I actually it did come back to me I, I it was a lie to say I've never listened to a podcast I did listen to his podcast the one time he had uh, David Lee 
Roth on. That went on for about three or four hours. They all go on that long, and, uh, even when it's unimportant people. And it, I mean, good I'll listen God. to Dive, Diamond Dave for three hours. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, if you think some of these doctors he's had on are nuts, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Diamond Dave was like, Those I, are some conspiracies. I, 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 we, I know some people that have worked with Diamond Dave on and off over the years, and I, and I've heard various stories, and they basically all come down to the fact that he is unmanageable. And if ever there was proof of a person who's unmanageable, it was the three plus hours he spent with Joe Rogan. I mean, just nuts, <laughs> just nuts. So, um, so yeah, but I can't with the food fighters thing. I was kind of thinking like that was almost, uh, the people that was again, people jumping on the bandwagon, all of these like virtue signaling lefties that were just going, Oh, almost like, why isn't Dave Grohl involved with this? Why, like, just press ganging him into it as if he needed to be involved? Yeah, all these, again, like, all these musicians who are the ones fighting are also the ones who are selling their music rights to these giant companies that are owned by even bigger conglomerates who are actually doing all the wrong and the stuff that they hate. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all a business. Quick uh, mention for uh, flying cars. They're here. Uh, they've been approved for uh, takeoff. Uh, 200 test flights. So uh, we've got uh, back to the future we had the self-tying laces some time ago now we've got the flying car so the future Hang is on, finally here the, 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 back to the future that's where it flies yeah, they right? find, but yeah. that one also time travels does this one time travel have they figured that out no, yet one step at a time um, they, so they got 200 test flights the thing is with this is so it, yeah it's a flying car but it's also a, a, a car that you're going to need a pilot's license in, in order to drive so it's basically just a little plane that you're going to be able to drive down the road and little planes are the scariest like those are the planes you don't want to be in no they are kind of uh scary this is you know let me ask you this it's in slovakia slovakia are the pit where it's been uh oh yeah been- that's where i trust all my uh engineering comes from if it came from america joe rogan had an engineer on from slovakia (laughs) what are they saying about flying cars i know they make great basketball players in slovenia i don't know about engineers in slovakia right so let me ask you this you you grew up through the you lived through the 80s so like you saw a lot of these you know media portrayals of the future where it would be like in the year 2020 we're gonna have this and that and this and like Mm. inevitably we had none of it Mm. so like is this is this like is this the ultimate 80s technology creation like this is the thing that everything like every movie always told us by 2020 we'd have flying cars i understand we don't have time travel jetpacks are a little confusing but I feel like by now we should have the flying car. Right. We've been pushing it in television and movies for 50 years. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, we we, pro- we probably should. I mean, I know this is one of my all-time favorite go-tos, but when I was a kid growing up, the talking car in Knight Rider was the best thing ever. All cars talk now. Exactly. Right? So, so we've got that. Like even, con- even Knight Rider knew we're not ready for flying cars yet, but this one can talk. <laughs> he, they, Knight Rider got us in the final season... Kit had things that were almost wings, right? But that, so Kit could always go super fast because right. it was a supercar. Right, right. But in the final ever season, where somehow by the time they got, well, I think it finished. Let's say it finished in 1987. In 1987, the criminals got a little bit faster than they were in 1986. So <laughs> for some reason, Kit steroids ha- ha- having been maybe it was the drugs just got better. <laughs> for some reason, Kit having been fine for the previous three years. 
come 1987, uh, the criminals just got a little bit faster. And so Kit needed super pursuit mode, right? <laughs> but you you raise a good point because they'd be chasing someone and David Hasselhoff would go, Kit, we need super pursuit mode. And he'd press a button and these two little things would come out the side of the car that were kind of like wings, but not. I'm guessing the engineering theory is like if you've got an actual plane, you have wings and that helps it fly. Right. So if you're going to go super fast but stay on the ground, you've got something approaching wings because it's easier for the car to, 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 to stay moving. <laughs> but even, even the people in Knight Rider in 1987 were like... Shall we make it fly? No, that's stupid. <laughs> Come on, that's t- that's a totally different show. That's the uh, what's the one with the guys the the copter pilot? Oh, Airwolf. That's Airwolf. I got a meme that we're going to finish in a minute. I got to show you this. Wait, this you, is there's an Airwolf meme. Did you cre- you created a meme? You know what? Right? You can back the fuck up because I'll tell you this. There, you know what? Airwolf came to me twice this weekend, and it wasn't in a dream. I was about to give up on Billions, the show on uh, Showtime. Right. Right. You know Billions? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, um, you know, Damien Lewis has left. And not that I'm a huge Damien Lewis fan, but he was the sort of center of it. And, and I thought it's going to be one of these things where, like, the main guy's gone and they're going to do one more season. Giamatti's more of a character guy more than the leading man. I get it. Uh, just here's the thing like Giamatti and Damian Lewis have been doing the same storyline for the last few I, when Billions first started I thought it was great and the last several seasons and then Succession came out and you're like this show's average yeah Succession is way way better that, but Succession is what Billions was for sort of seasons one to three that happens to every Showtime show right Showtime it, comes up with an idea and HBO's like yeah we'll make it better right yeah yeah but I feel like HBO finished them before they've started just doing the same storyline right. again and again so they've been doing the same thing and then I thought well now Damien Lewis is gone they're just going to come back and they're going to do more of the same thing but there's going to be a new actor t- uh, you know taking on the, the Damien Lewis type role right. um, which is kind of what happened except that there were two things that made me decide I was going to stick with uh, with Billions on Showtime uh, One, well first of all this new season the, the, we're, we're two episodes in if you're watching it in anything approaching real time They've turned it into a sitcom. I mean, every other line is meant to be funny. They've oh, almost the g- g- given up on the drama. Chuck Rhodes, the Giamatti character, was yeah. was driving around on a fucking tractor in the first episode <laughs> of the new season. But they did two things that made me think, oh, maybe I should stick with it. They cast Davidson Hubbins in the first episode. You're giving me someone from Spinal Tap. Nice. And then, just when I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Paul Giamatti's on a tractor. This is going stupid. Um, that oh my god, hang on! One of Spinal Tap has turned up, and then there's like a scene with Paul Giamatti and Davidson Hubbins from Spinal Tap. He's not playing Davidson Hubbins, but to me, he's always, like even he's when he was, when he was Better Call Saul's brother. <laughs> that episode of Better Call Saul where he's brother sings karaoke. I was like, oh my god, it's Davidson <laughs> Hubbins! It's again. a crossover, <laughs> literally, literally. Next scene. There's uh, the guy who's the, I can't remember his name, but he's assumed the Damien Lewis position. They're talking about some issue that's going on, and he goes, uh, yeah, well, it's like Jan Michael Vincent in, name of a movie even I don't know. I mean, like a deep Jan Michael Vincent ref. And I'm like, all right, you're giving me Spinal Tap, you're through in Airwolf, kind of, in a, in a movie that I'm Googling. That's not about Airwolf. It's just about an actor who happened to be Airwolf. He is Airwolf. <laughs> so first of all, so first, hey, that that that's a well, you can fuck off, and B and B, and you'll like this. You'll appreciate this. Um, 
our friend Chad, uh, but we're going to finish in a minute, by the way. But don't, 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 fin- don't stop listening because you need to hear this bit of information. You maybe like fast forward six seconds. Shut up. One. Ow. Two, I'm nearly there. Three. Ow. Uh, no, I haven't shown you this. So I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to show you this to get your reaction because okay. this, this works great on a podcast. We're going to do a very, with this joke so visual, it involves me showing Jeremy Hoffman a really meme. cutting edge stuff here on Did You America. <laughs> so you need to, um, and by the way, if you've got no idea, if you don't know who Joe Michael Vincent is, Google him now so you've got a picture of him. Make it, sure it's the one with the eye patch, though. No, you need. You need good-looking Joe Michael Vincent, <laughs> otherwise this joke doesn't work, all right? So everybody, grab your phone, Jan Michael Vincent Airwolf image search, right? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you got it? Have you got it? We'll wait. Buffering. Okay. Buffering. <laughs> <laughs> One more second for the DSL shorties. Okay. <laughs> So the meme is a picture of Jan Michael Vincent, good-looking Jan Michael Vincent and Airwolf, and the other person who the meme's about. And the meme says, <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent of Airwolf disappeared off TV around the same time Melania arrived in the USA. Just oh saying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They have the same exact face. See? They have the same exact face. Oh, my God. That's incredible. And they literally have the same mouth. Yeah. <laughs> These are facts. Jan Michael... Is Melania now living Trump. as Melania Trump. Imagine if Donald Trump knew he's fucking Airwolf. I think he knows. <laughs> he's like, listen, I have a great wig person. You'll be fine. <laughs> All right. I think we've covered as much as we need to. Um, we did our thing. We did our thing. I mean, you challenged me that Airwolf wasn't relevant, and I went back the fuck up <laughs> to January 2022 Airwolf <laughs> references in a show that's got a bit shit, but it's still vaguely popular. I will say this on the Billions Now, real quick before we end. Any anytime a show that's like a dramedy goes full to comedy, yeah, yeah. that's the jump the shark moment, and it happens with every single Showtime Does show. Does it? I yes. guess I don't watch yes. enough on Showtime. Shameless though. was great for like the first five seasons and then for some reason they were like this show's a comedy get rid of all the heart-wrenching drama stuff let's just make jokes and it became awful okay no i mean did the same thing i I was not aware of that because i haven't seen any of those shows i give up on billions man no 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 i was oh no this is when you like shows never mind double time no 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 i was but it was like i i like i when the when they threw in jan michael vincent i was like did that just come out of my telly or is everyone getting that? <laughs> That's a, that you got another three episodes you know, out like of maybe, that one. Maybe they've got like um, Showtime somehow has taken on that uh, technology that your cell phone has where you start getting the adverts for the things that you talk about because your right. phone spies on you. And somehow they're just putting little things. So no one else, anyone else who watched the season uh, premiere of Billions didn't get that. It was just a d- general bit in the script, but Someone coming out of my TV. John Michael Vincent. <laughs> you you joke, but I've been telling my friends for years. Every time I've ever made like a point to one of my friends about sports while we're watching a Cowboys game, immediately like two seconds later, they're saying it on the TV. They're listening to me. And it's just right until you Romo's ear and he's getting all my good bits. Anyway, do yourself a favor. Get up a picture of John Michael Vincent in Airwolf. Then Melania Trump. <laughs> Have some alone time. <laughs> <laughs> Do as the president does. (laughs) Uh, Right. End.